we tend to live somewhere, you know, in the future or in the past, or we think that there is a day or there is a moment which would be better, uh, which would be more colorful, which would be more interesting when you would be, you know, I don't know, richer, happier, healthier, etc. But uh, you don't know whether it will happen or not, and you don't know what will happen in the next moment. So think as if this moment is like the happiest one, and the people who you are surrounded by um, are the best one. If if you don't feel like you can even think this way, so probably something wrong, and you should change it uh, without waiting for for something. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better, much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life experiences, work and personalities of Ukrainian people everywhere so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine, hear the voices of Ukrainians, visit the country and invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me And even though he struggled with cancer after that, for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war. I couldn't return to Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19, So this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine. Thank you all so much for the support. This podcast now is ranked number one on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine, top 100 travel podcasts in France, in Switzerland, and in Ireland, top 60 travel podcasts in the United Kingdom and in Norway, top 50 in Sweden, in Canada, in Italy, in Spain, and in Jamaica, top 25 travel podcasts on Apple Russia, top 20 on Apple Poland, in Belarus, and in the Netherlands, and top 10 in Finland, in Romania, in Cyprus, in Thailand, in South Korea, and on the Maldive Islands. I am sure next time people go on vacation to the Maldives, they can speak about this podcast and maybe get recognized. So please keep supporting this project. Together, we have already reached 100 interviews. So the next goal is 150 interviews of Ukrainian people on this podcast. And if you want to learn more about this project or to send me a message, go to the Instagram, aziz.future. It is also written in the description of this podcast. My guest today is Ulyana Avtonomova. From being a coordinator at the Kiev Stop COVID, where they raised more than $300,000 for the PPE and equipment, to being a global shaper at the Global Shapers community, 
from the Kiev National Tarashevchenko University, where she received a bachelor's degree in philosophy and religious studies with a grade of 92.5 to a master's degree in political science, Ulyana was a Ukrainian youth delegate to the United Nations, the co-founder of the NGO Here and Now, a partnership manager at STEP Academy Geneva, the head of academy at Sensorama Lab, an education and technology manager at Ferexpo PLC in Ukraine, a Kiev coordinator at EO Business Incubator, an expert at the Ukrainian Startup Fund, and is now the chief operations officer at Portal, run your remote first company. The company is located in London. Oliana now is in Kiev to the Universidad de Coruna, where she attended the International Summer School as a scholarship. <laughs> she is in Mbai Dexter. Oliana, how are you today? Uh, hi, this is cool. Thank you. Thank you for such an introduction. I was like, you know, I was remembering the whole story of my life since the university years. Thanks for that. Yes, and it's and a lot, lot of, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of great, great stuff. So I'll begin with my most favorite question right now, which is this. Uliana, these days, these weeks, these months, what seems to be on your mind, something you think about often, that either is something important or you're trying to improve or to change or to fix that you think about and have thoughts about frequently? Mm-hmm. Thank you for the question. So basically, for the last couple of months, I was thinking about about early childhood development. So I read uh, several articles uh, from the UNICEF, actually, and from the World Bank, uh, which stated that the uh, investments in this period are uh, very low, but uh, by all the countries in the world especially by the developing countries and that the outcomes um, of under um, investments in this sector is uh, so high and so important so that that people uh, uh, when they're grown up they actually can't change what would happen to them while they were young and small i would say then right it's like from zero to five years old but this this uh, time is so much crucial for your uh, personal development and growth in the future that it's 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 hard to underestimate this time and that actually families and government uh, and society are doing not enough to actually uh, help parents and uh, you know like if those parents, especially who's like having their first child to help to understand uh, what is actually is going on with your kid from this like zero to three year to three months and then to six and then to nine and how you should develop actually brains of your kid to help uh, your kid in the future to become um, a successful one, a happy one, a healthy one a person. Uh, so I was reading, you know, and dipping into this information and I was thinking like what could be, you know, my first step or first project in this area. Thank you. So if I understood you correctly, is this 
children and many adults today and the adults of the future from zero to five years old, those experiences will shape their brain. They will create traumas if there will be traumas and patterns that are unhealthy or healthy that will shape their life and make them adults who will either be successful and happy or they will have patterns that will be destructive, unhappy, and unsuccessful. And as you read about that by UNICEF and by the World Bank, there was a lot of information that many countries, especially developing ones, are not investing enough in that. And there needs to be investment and education to parents to know what to do and how to raise their children well from zero to three months, from three months to two years or three years and five, etc., to shape and give them the right brain that will make them grow as healthy adults who are able to be creative, to be successful, to add to the world in a way where what we do today is truly creating the future of humanity 20 years, 30 years, 40 years from now. And you're thinking about the first steps you will take in order to create some project that will make a dent or begin to work towards this. Is this a fair understanding? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Brilliant. And to ask you personally, why is this meaningful to you as a person? And how does this relate to your childhood that makes this such an important topic for you to be involved in? Because my honest belief, anything we have a charge of emotions about that we will either care about or resist comes from something in our childhood. So did you have experiences, observations, or role model, or even maybe later you notice something that made this a priority topic for you, Oliana? Uh, well, I would say that probably um, I'm, I, I'm a lucky one. I mean, I had a happy um, childhood and I had a, like, you know, caring parents, both mom and dad. And probably this is the, the idea that not every child um, has such a privilege or such uh, an opportunity or a situation where they're born and their parents are actually do care uh, about their child. And I, I was not like the first child in the family, so I was the second one. It's probably also um, my parents already... Uh, had some experience and I'm not you know like the, the first one is like when you do something first time so probably it actually it's not as good as it could be and it's not as good as a second one so uh yeah my 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 my, my eldest sister she actually like she passed away passed passed away when I was nine years old and um yeah, so she had like she was actually born uh, at the year when the uh, Chernobyl catastrophe um, occurred. So uh, it was nineteen eighty six, and uh, um, she had a heart disease, and uh, as a result, she was also uh, experiencing some, um, you know, um, difficulties in her. Um, development and as well as early childhood development but I know it you know from the words of my mom so 
Yeah, I would say that uh, this topic is important for me because I believe that I would like to have more people who um, actually can, you know, earn more, develop more. And the the thing is, like, it's not, like, fair that, you know, some some uh, people are born in the families who have some information about, like, you know, this the importance and people who are, you know, parents who are aware just of the importance of this age. And some people are just not aware of it, right? So... I think that it's like, it's just not fair <laughs> to my mind. So something that I would like to do is just like to uh, actually give a tool uh, that will actually help people to understand more, to know more, because there are lots of researches done by, you know, Harvard Graded School of Education or Stanford Graded School of Education or psychologists from the top schools uh, in the world but uh, you know when you have like your kid on your arms and I don't know where you are just like stressed out you don't have time to read you know like 20 pages and discover like what actually influences what probably it would be great to have something that actually simplifies this information and researches that uh, that should be you know um part of your daily routine and you can read a small piece of information and have like a guideline or something uh, that will help you uh, that will guide you through this important uh, years and stage of your child development and probably you could uh, actually do some small but important things someone should just tell you that okay here is you know here's what is important um so basically uh, like to sum up i would say that the, the like the personal motivation is like i had a i would say like you know a happy childhood and uh, probably i would be happy if others could have a uh, less stressed childhood and parents would be guided through this experience uh, I also, as I said, I wasn't the first kid and probably the story that the first kid is way stressed and way more complicated comparing to your second or third child. Yeah, and the, the third thing is that I believe that the information should be the people from different countries uh, with, who are speaking different languages they should have an opportunity to gain or to read or just to see this information from the best top researchers and i think it's like it's not fair that uh this information here it is like right so it's like a humankind we're already there that we already know something but uh we don't know it right so it's somewhere in some papers in some circles of researchers of top schools but not spread among people uh who uh, who could use it and uh, brought up, you know, new generation of people who actually cares about their um, child early hood development. Great. So what I'm hearing is this. You had a privileged and happy childhood, and therefore it's not fair that other people cannot have such childhood and maybe you were a bit lucky because you were the second one 
So your parents, after your sister was born in 1986, and she had complications and a heart problem, so she passed away at nine. Maybe they made the mistakes there and they learned, and therefore with you it was a clean slate and already came from experience. While you notice most families, when, for example, the mother has the children already in her arms, she doesn't have time to learn how to do the important things that will shape their brain for the future. And therefore, there is a great information and research, whether on Harvard or in some papers, and you want to create a tool that can be the bridge between that academia and the people who will use that in order to raise their children properly and know what to do exactly from age zero to five and all the stages in between and even after that. And therefore, especially in developing countries, this is really the future generations who will lead those countries and therefore it is the highest leverage work possible. And it's not fair that they don't have access to that and that it's not simplified and put in a way that they can use without too much time commitment and research because they're busy, but this is too valuable for us to neglect. Is this correct? Yeah, uh, the only correction I would say that, uh, yeah, uh, I was nine when my sister passed away, although my sister was 16 years old. Thank you very much. And you mentioned fairness three times, which means that it's a value you have that is very important to you and that it has even a personal meaning. If you are to define what does fairness or fair mean for you, like three characteristics, and why is fairness a high value for you? Well, you know, I graduated from the Faculty of Philosophy, so I should tell you that, you know, there is no fairness in the world at all. Um, yeah, but in, like in general, I would say that fairness is it's quite important for me because uh, even though there is no one general fairness, I would say that there are some moral, um, um, I would say just in general morality or um uh, principles that are shared by a society or a community at least you're living with or at and um, I would say that f fairness is it should be a shared value for the community that you live in and when this uh, value is shared it actually uh, simplifies and make it, it becomes so much easier to uh, you know, to understand what is good or bad, right or wrong, when you have this common feeling. So, well, it's to to, to give you just a three three points or three statement, statements. What is it? It's hard to to talk about fairness without like real life examples. So probably for me, fairness is something that. It's like an equal access to education. Uh, I would say that this is about fair uh, and fairness in general. I would say that it's also an equal access to healthcare system. And probably uh, the last one would be just in general, um, 
equality among uh, your opportunities, no matter who you are, uh, no matter what is your background. Um, I would say that this is like the certain characteristics that uh, in terms of practical, you know, dimension. So when we're not talking about like the theory, but about practice, this is what fairness means to me. I like your pragmatic words because you took it from philosophy into practicality right away. And if I understood correctly, in every community or society, there should be shared principles or ethics that govern how people behave, maybe a social contract even. I don't know if you'll use that word. And one of Mm -hmm. the principles that should be is fairness. And to you, fairness is equal access to education or the best education even, not just education, whether it's stuff that Harvard researchers found or Stanford or wherever they are. It's equal access to healthcare and it's equal opportunities and access to opportunities no matter the person's background. Is this a correct understanding? Yeah, absolutely. And then to go even further, you said equal access to education, equal access to healthcare, equal access to opportunities, no matter the background, especially, I guess, it's with a focus on developing countries. Why did you find this to be something lacking that is so meaningful to you? Did you have experiences where you thought, wow, the world is unfair, but not in a philosophical way, but in a practical way. So you wanted to do your part, as well as when you speak in this way, I'm really curious, do you feel like a focus on Ukraine, or are you more of a citizen of the world where you see equality and fairness among all humans and creatures and maybe even animals, and therefore to you, fairness in Thailand, for example, will be as important as fairness in Odessa, as important as fairness in Zimbabwe. So please comment whatever was on your mind from hearing Mm -hmm. these. That seems to be something good to share. Yeah, well, so um, I would say as a disclaimer, so there is no fairness, right? So we should like take it or live it. So we should, I mean, in, in the practical word, right? So why, although I understand it as, uh, you know, and, and then as a fact, uh, I still find it important to, uh, you know, balance uh, and to make your best in providing equal opportunities. Because, uh, yeah, this is this, like something, a practical part of fairness. So what, when talking about like my story personality, I would say that, I would say that the, uh, yeah, I'll give you an example when I felt that it's like not fair. So I uh, I applied to University of Cambridge and London School of Economics and I was accepted by both of them. But I uh, I actually didn't go to study there just because of the financial situation. So that like it was not enough time or not like the right deadlines to apply for a proper scholarships etc so um yeah so even sometimes if uh, you are smart enough 
to study somewhere doesn't mean that you will get there. And probably it's not about, right, whether it's fair or not, like, I don't know. So probably uh, it's not about equal access to education or something like that, right? So you should prove and fight to actually get somewhere. And this is like a fact, right? Uh, I would say that definitely it's like, it's, it's a, well, yeah, it's a pain to understand it, right? So even though you're good enough to be somewhere, you are not there, right? So it's it's uh, well, it, whether it may probably it's it's it, you can describe it. Okay, you didn't do enough to be there, or uh, it, it, by the end of the day, it's only uh, like you and your desire and your motivation and amount of efforts you did. Uh, and I uh, I support this idea, right? But at the same time, I, I would be happy if the world would be run in the way where the people who actually, you know, like work hard enough to be somewhere there, either not uh, because of, uh, you know, like money or something, but because of other um, characteristics. Answering your other question about the fairness in different part of the world. Well, as I, as I said before, right, so um, probably there is no fairness, which is like would be just one universal fairness for every and each of us. But I would be happy to live in a world where we're all valued equally, as you said, no matter who you are, like a person or even an animal, and your rights are respected by every and each person or part or member of this community. I like that, and I'm going to comment on it, this, but I'm really curious, why do you use more the word fair and never at all mentioning the word just? Because I'm not saying that there is anything wrong, but most mm -hmm. people who would have such a conversation with in the, on this topic they will use maybe fairness a little bit, but much more the word justice. So to you, I'm not saying in a legal way, to you, mm -hmm. why not use the word justice and your own definition? What would be the difference in your own mind about justice and fairness? Hmm. Yeah, I would say that justice probably something more for me as a word from a uh, you know, more like legal perspective and fairness is probably from your like daily life. It maybe is just like, you know, words, it's like part of your, um, how you feel it, right? So it's it's not about logic uh, at, at this particular case. Uh, it's more about your feeling. Uh, and my feelings in this in this particular case, right? Uh, I, I don't have like a, a logic answer for your question why this word and not that. Uh, it's just like how I felt. Perfect. And yes, feeling is very, very good and a great way to say it. So as you said, you understand that objectively there is no fairness in the world, but even that being the case, you want to do your part in order to allow for equal opportunities for people in the world. 
and you had a specific situation as an example that is concrete where you apply to Cambridge and the London School of Economics and Political Science and you were accepted in both but because of both the time that is not enough to have a proper scholarship and a financial situation that didn't allow to pay for those tuitions, you were not able to go. And in many ways, there are two perspectives. Either you didn't get there or a person doesn't get what they want or what they deserve because they didn't put enough effort, but it's wrong that someone who deserves and has the competence, intelligence, hard work, and everything to be in a spot and to be a, have access to an opportunity cannot have it for whatever reason. And the next point and step in you raising this availability of opportunity to everyone based on their hard work, intelligence, talent, and deservedness is to have a tool that will help parents everywhere know the right information in a way that is easy to digest for them to know the little things they can do as soon as they have a child so that the future of that child will be maximizing their opportunity, their health, their education, their intelligence, uh, rather than being um, brought back and down by traumas or uh, an undeveloped or underdeveloped brain capacity or anything like that. Is this a correct and fair understanding? Yeah, it is absolutely, 100%. <laughs> Thank you. And I want to explore the other side of Oliana, which is, this is really great. And I could even ask something like, maybe you can comment on this. What do you have as an idea for a tool? Because one of the problems is uh, there is a book, I think the name is The Shallows, which is that the human brain right now is being trained by all kinds of things to have a shallow attention span. And therefore, people don't even have or spend more than 20 seconds on anything if it's not entertaining, at least most people. So maybe I'll ask, how would you structure and approach your tool in a way Maybe you'll make it as a telenovela or soap opera where there is the education embedded in there. Or maybe you'll make it as a skits and sketches or there'll be a visually exciting and a way to show it that will keep people's attention. That could be a factor. But also you as Uliana, when you want to feel alive, when you wish to feel recharged and to feel very good, and forget all the troubles of your day, what is an example of activity that you love, that you do to feel alive? Mm -hmm. Thank you for the question. So the the first one, yeah, absolutely. The, the problem that we probably all um, experience and that we have uh, uh, very short attention span and it's become shorter and shorter from year to year. Uh, unfortunately, right? So, um, uh, I, I mean, I, I can experience it myself, right? So when I was studying in the university, I mean, I could write like very long, complicated texts and like think, uh, interpret, discuss. But uh, 
for me now like to it's like going to to a gym like right so it's like you train your brains or not right and when you like your daily job and then you know all the social medias i mean it's it, they don't like help you with developing your brain they're just all all the way other way you know uh all the opposite so they actually spoil your uh your hormones and then you feel this endorphin when you actually have some reactions hearts uh likes whatsoever uh, and you wanted to experience more and more so actually use it more and more right so it's just also pure biology and um yeah i think it's like uh, we we should i mean we should be aware when we do any products for uh, uh any types of groups of uh, people i mean parents they definitely have the same our age parent they they would experience the same difficulties or ob- objectives right with their uh brain so yeah the the tool should be simple the tool should be should give you very simple guidelines and uh in a friendly way i would say daily activities that you should uh be considering to take with your kid in a different uh months of development of your of your child and definitely there should be like some videos some stories some um voice that you could listen to it or you can watch it depending on what do you prefer more and yeah as as i said very very uh um clear actions that you should take uh to help your uh kid to uh grow up as a as a healthy one one uh, second, i wouldn't one say second. that before I, yeah, yeah. you go to the second one it's beautiful mm-hmm. and one comedian from the us he was arguing that parents should need a certification of completion of a parenting course before having any kid would you approve of such a hypothetical um idea that nobody should be like even getting married before they get a kind of training on how to be a great parent or do you think that is draconian and should not be instilled and you're a lover of freedom and therefore you wouldn't like that or you think it's too valuable to be left to chance you know like it was something similar uh, during the USSR uh, so uh, i mean I, i don't think that it all depends on like how you actually execute it right so if it's very formal and if it's like you just come listen for you know one lecture uh, sign some paper and go away so probably there is no sense right in such a course or whatsoever uh if we're talking about freedom yeah here is the question it's like whether uh it like in the USSR it was a totalitarian regime right so you, you didn't have an option to say like okay i won't come or uh i don't want to listen to you guys right so you, you were obliged to come and do it all but it was very formal right so it was just like for a paper if we're talking some about like you know sense and about like like you should be actually prepared for that and as a government hey i want to help you and i want to explain you and i want to you know guide you learn teach you I'll give you some additional instruments some additional information in a structured way and uh um 
I mean, I, I, I'm the only, I mean, if, if I'm a government and talking from, from the government, so I will actually guarantee that you have an accurate information that it's not bought or, you know, um, supported uh, by any, you know, um, uh, company uh, or uh, any entity who has like, you know, certain interest to give you, you know, some wrong information and to mislead you. So proper, I mean, why not? You could have such an option, right? So if you uh, have a desire, if you're willing to, you can um, take such a course and uh, um, why not? I mean, I think it's not bad if we're talking about freedom. So probably you should be obliged to do so, right? So it also should be your um, um, choice. Although here the question about like, if you're more conscious and if you would choose to take such a course, or probably uh, it would be easier for you to take care of your child. Uh, while if you're from, you know, like less developed, uh, I mean, mentally, uh, and you're a less responsible person, uh, which means that probably you wouldn't take such a course because you would think that this is like waste, uh, wasting of your time. Uh, probably you would have like a kid who who would have more, uh, you know, mental uh, or some health issues, right? So here is like like a question of like who would go if like you have a total freedom. Uh, it's a complicated question. It should be discussed, right? So it's like uh, hard to answer you uh, without a long discussion with specialists uh, on this topic, but. Uh, yeah, I would say that such an option that would be that would be definitely not harmful. Uh, I would say that that would be more that would bring more um, use um, as well as for parents, uh, as well as for kids uh, and grandparents and 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 the uh, community or city or country where the person lives. Uh, definitely. Um, and Thank you. It, no, again, yeah. just before you move, because this is great. Yeah. Just to end this, sure. you are absolutely very correct. And it's a complex um, thing to answer. And I recommend there is a movie from 2006 called Idiocracy, which is mm -hmm. what happens when, um, like you said, irresponsible parents have many, many children and really smart people. They just try to have less in order to care for them how the world will be and it's a comedy but it will be very instructive and maybe a case study for your own project that you <laughs> share a movie that will make the case for you and now please i know you will mention that so i'll remind you just with one second it's mm -hmm. what makes you feel truly alive and just forget all troubles and feel just the emotions that you wish to feel yeah, I would say three things. So uh, the first one is sports. As uh, active, uh, I do the functional training. So I really like spending time uh, with um, at, at the gym where um, which I attend, um, and it's like a concept of very like family friends based place uh, with functional trainings uh, and very. Um, you know, supportive atmosphere. Um, this is the first one. So the second one would be um, probably drums. I recently, I went, I'm, and in this September, I went 
to a drums class just because it was like I would say my dream or something like to learn how to play drums and uh, you know this hour uh, per week or two hours per week is actually uh, this concentration when where you can actually you don't have your phone uh, you actually can concentrate on something for definitely more more, more than 10 minutes 15 minutes and uh, uh, you know like music and lots there are lots of studies that actually music develops your brains a lot and uh, this concentration and when you're trying to do something new something that you don't know how to do and uh, yeah at first you 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 know you're scared and you don't know and then uh, if you concentrate, you actually start doing new things and uh, suddenly you can play something. This is uh, very uh, inspiring. And um, probably the third one is it's just a long walk, uh, whether you're on, on your own or, or with the, your family or with your friends, um, just walking and uh, you can listen to music keep silent or you can discuss something um it's actually also recharges me um a lot brilliant so three things functional training within a supportive community drums focusing on something for more than 10-15 minutes and i like how you mentioned neuroplasticity in there or third long yeah. walks when you can be silent or have deep or good conversations with friends and family, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And if today, just to make sure with your heart, if you could have the ability, the magical ability to free up your schedule and do one of these three today in a perfect weather, imagine we can even control the weather for as long as is enjoyable, which one do you feel your heart would be more likely to want to do today or more of right now so that we speak about that more either if you could now free up your schedule with no problem and go for a walk or do a functional training um, session or to play drums which one your heart will choose yeah, today I already took a long walk <laughs> so even though it wasn't the perfect weather uh yeah so today was a, a long walk and uh, I, I would stay with this choice because it's um uh, uh yeah it's how i feel today and uh, about my mood today uh so it would be the third one a long walk perfect and what would be your most favorite part about a long walk some people it's just the anticipation of going on a long walk getting some dopamine out of that just before they begin it rather than dopamine and endorphins from the social media or is it that moment when you begin and you're not yet in flow but after walking and relaxing a bit more your mind really relaxes and you feel great or is it after that when you're completely out balance return into life knowing that you'll be more effective and that you recharge yourself or something else which one would be your most favorite part about a long walk uh, so hmm. well you know it's like uh, each and every piece i would say that it's like the, the a little bit from the first part when you just 
know that uh, now you will go for a walk and then uh the, although the biggest part probably would be somewhere um someone somewhere in the middle or to the end when you can feel you know like uh the fresh air and if like today was like some something around five plus degrees so you you, you feel that your skin is a little bit frozen and you're a little like you know uh this fresh air and everything so uh it's not in in the very beginning it's like somewhere closer to the end uh yeah when you already feel this calmness and uh, that you're already balanced uh and fresh so uh probably this part um is 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 the best one for me great so can i say it in this way and would this be correct that you like when you're not in thought and in intellect anymore but you return to the present moment be in your body fully and feel and notice what's around you and the details on your skin on the walk in your body and just not be in uh, lost in thoughts that is a great experience that a walk provides for you and i described it in a different way just to make sure i understood correctly yeah yeah you and you describe it uh, absolutely correct and thank you for paraphrasing me you're welcome so to make sure because now i'm discovering more and more from these three activities that you're actually a kinesthetic person who is someone who likes to be embodied who probably you have really intense emotions and sensations and you feel things more than other people is this correct and probably it might be unexpected to some people who might expect you to be more intellectual and very very serious while in reality maybe you're someone who actually feels emotions even stronger than the average person because people who tend to be kinesthetic are that way that sensations the things on their skin emotions just go deep is this correct or just a guess well uh, i would say that you are correct because uh, yeah i would say that even though i'm a rational one and uh, i mean this is part of me but i would say that the emotional part and the uh, part of yeah kinesthetic and feelings etc it's it's way not maybe not in a way better bigger part but uh, probably somehow bigger uh, than the rational part of me so now i'm smiling because i'm going to ask a question it's something olga kushnir mentioned in one of the earlier interviews she said mm-hmm. actually when she went to switzerland and she went even to london she actually was full of emotions but her face was very serious that sometimes people will say my god why is she so angry while she's happy or normal it's just her face and she said it's pretty common among ukrainian people and the girls especially to sometimes have such a serious face even though their emotions isn't so angry or etc are you like that in a way where you can have a lot of uh, emotions but your face is naturally what she said a poker face or is this <laughs> just something funny no i would say something funny that i mean uh, i mean it's something useful usual for me to uh, to smile and to actually uh, you know somehow um um give a signal of actually which emotion uh, 
I am actually experiencing in this moment. Yeah, and I know that I mean like poker face is something that is usual for many people, but but I wouldn't characterize myself um, um, as as a person with you know one type of uh, uh, face or face emotions. So uh, probably it's not not something about myself. Great. So in many ways, your emotions are shown on your face and in your gestures. So you are someone dynamic and authentic and you show your heart is always on your face in many ways if i understood correctly and to be go before we finish just one last thing if you were to give a piece of advice that you feel should be heard in this world that the audience might be touched by or feel or take to heart what would be this advice that you wish to share now that feels meaningful i would say that um, you know we we tend to live somewhere you know in the future or in the past or we think that there is a day or there is a moment which would be better uh, which would be more colorful which would be more interesting when you would be you know i don't know richer happier healthier etc but uh, you don't know whether it will happen or not. And you don't know what will happen in the next moment. So I would say that don't think about that future or, or your past. Think as if this moment is like the happiest one. And the people who you are surrounded by um, are the best one. If, if you don't feel like you can even think this way, so probably something wrong and you should change it. Uh, without waiting for for something i love that it's very spiritual is to remember to be happy now independent of conditions and not wait for another day because even scientifically all you do is your train your neural connections to be strong about not being happy now but to wait for another opportunity and there were even studies that people who think, oh, I'll be happy when I have a million dollars, when they arrive there, their the brain is so shaped in that way they, that they will not be happy. They think, oh, I'll be happy when I have five million. And when they arrive to five, they think I'll be happy when I'm at 50. And when they arrive to 50 million, they'll be happy when I'll be Elon Musk. And therefore, everything is wasted and those neural pathways are myelinated in the wrong way but if you train yourself for gratitude for appreciation and to remember to be happy now that will be the stronger part of your brain and therefore you will naturally be happier because if you cannot i think someone said there was a ukrainian or slavic saying that if you cannot be happy poor you cannot be happy rich and i think in many ways that's part of what you mean as well as to remember to carpe diem, which is funny. Yeah. Before we end as well, about Ukraine, if you were to describe to some foreigners who never visited Ukraine, what is your favorite part about Ukraine? What are your thoughts about how Ukrainian people are? What would you say? What would I say? So, um... I would say come to Ukraine, visit Ukraine, experience it yourself, try the cuisine, 
um, see the views, uh, go to different cities uh, like uh, Lviv, Kiev, Odessa, other cities, Trinigiv, Trinivtsi, Dnipro. But uh, if you can't, if you can't have this uh, opportunity or the COVID-19 is still in place and we're not allowed to, you know, fly to other cities and countries, I would say that in general, you would expect that Ukrainian people would be really generous on their hospitality. Probably they wouldn't smile as much as people in the US or other parts of the world, probably because we have, you know, uh, somehow hard conditions for life in terms of economic development and even weather, right? So it's hard to smile when you have like minus 15 or minus 20 <laughs> um, on the streets. So yeah, don't expect us to smile too much, but it doesn't mean that we are not happy to see you to to go to um, a nice or great restaurant to experience different cuisines. I would say that Ukraine is about mm, technology at the moment, that we have like really brilliant uh, developers uh, who are building systems for uh, BMW, uh, Mercedes, and um, um, if, if you are talking about uh, cars, and uh, as well as we're building all different other systems um, I would say, yeah, you know, probably Grammarly, Grammarly and many other startups and products. Yeah, I would say that uh, uh, we, we're still relatively um, in the paradigm where there is a, a separation between, you know, female and male and what is who and who and who and what should be done, should be doing, right? So it's like more... Um, female task and more male task although I mean in, in, in small towns and cities you would definitely feel it more comparing to Kiev uh, as a capital where you have all the trends and you probably wouldn't experience it that much comparing to Lviv uh, which is a more uh, Catholic uh, city and where probably the separation and family uh, values could be seen on a daily basis and uh, it's still their part of their life and I mean I, I respect it right so it's their right to to live the, the 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 life they want to live and probably I would say that we're we're a lot about yeah justice probably not about yeah it's it's here I would say justice not fairness because justice is something that actually will bring you to to the street and where you will express your opinion and say here uh, here I am I'm uh, I'm against and uh, here's what I think and yeah comparing to other post-soviet countries compared to Belarus compared to Russia we can say that we uh, we can express our uh, willing way better um, uh, in terms of political life and uh, even though we can be wrong and we can make wrong decisions and choose wrong people to govern the country uh, we can later express also <laughs> that we were wrong and we want a change and as a result 
good or bad it, we had several revolutions, uh, which actually an example of how we can show our opinion. Thank you so much, Oliana. And if people want, wish to message you to be involved with your project or to learn more and follow you on some social media, although we spoke against it a little bit, which are the best links? And I will make sure to write them in the description as well. Yeah, so we can be LinkedIn or Instagram. I opened it just today, so uh, you can... Um, yeah, send me a message uh, via Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. I'm active on um, those three social media networks. Thank you. It was a pleasure, and I wish you a great day. Thank you. Thank you a lot.